Time now for Financial Friday on WOMI with your host, Drew Watson, sponsored by Align Wealth Management. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and this is the, the September 9th edition of Financial Fridays. We've got a great show on tap for you today to talk about some defensive investment strategies as well as estate settlement items you may need to consider if you're doing things on your own, the old-fashioned way, the way things were done years and years ago. But uh, as we always do in the open, let's take a look at market action. Uh, we went out Thursday uh, with another positive day, S&P up about 26 points, Dow up about 193, coming off the back of Wednesday's gains, but still – uh, for the week, we've taken kind of bludgeoning uh, over the last two weeks since Chairman uh, Jerome Powell's Jackson Hole speech. In looking at the commodity patch, um, we've seen some prices uh, rebound modestly uh, through the week. But as of the close yesterday, we we're at 81.78 on West Texas Intermediate Crude. Uh, unleaded gasoline at the wholesale level was up modestly to $2.32. Uh, a gallon natural gas uh back above eight dollars uh eight oh one all that glitters is gold old gold at seventeen oh seven an ounce um down ten dollars but staying above seventeen hundred an ounce and then the commodity du jour lumber uh boy way off the highs up a little bit yesterday up thirteen dollars per one thousand board feet to 499. Uh, we've had some commodities in the agricultural space also see a little bit of, uh, you know, sell off. Corn was down modestly, uh, 669 a bushel, um, on the December contract. Looking at soybeans, uh, on the November contract up just modestly 1388 and a half. So we are definitely well off the commodity highs that we saw in early June. As I said, we've got a great show for you, so you want to stay tuned because we'll be back in 60 seconds. Keep listening to Financial Fridays right here on this station, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer, our pursuits become careers, and if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. 
The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson. In this uh, investment segment, we're going to take a look at a few key strategies that could help you uh, weather an economic downturn. Uh, also taking a look at some other key statistics that might be out there as well. And although the U.S. economy has shown remarkable resiliency this year in the face of slowing growth trends, that is, recent updates on employment and still stable consumer trends, this is not the environment to be adding to risk more broadly. Uh, that is an Ameriprise's view. Simply, the Federal Reserve is outwardly attempting to cool demand across the economy through tighter rate policy and jawboning that by reiterating that on every microphone they can get in front of. And that's typically not a great environment for risk assets. Uh, furthermore, stickier components of inflation, that is uh, service prices and wages, may linger at higher levels for longer, even though commodity prices have softened beginning in mid-June. Um, there's a belief that this could imp- could complicate the soft landing narrative that still drives some pockets of market sentiment, albeit with a smaller force today. While that scenario is not out of the question, the further the Fed drives market rates without a more material drop in services inflation, the lower the probability the economy will quote-unquote float into a more normal growth pattern over time. Following two consecutive quarters of negative U.S. GDP for below-trend growth in the U.S., um, that's why we have some you know, expectations that are, are lower than normal, uh, maybe for the next few quarters. And the potential for the S&P 500 profits to trend lower in the front half of 2023, because of all this, investors should incorporate a few downside portfolio tactics in their investment strategy if they haven't done so already. They should perhaps consider these. However, if investors have followed the global, uh, you know, some tactical asset allocation advice this year, most of these concepts will probably already be in place. But uh, a couple are uh, are never uh, never hurts to hear this more than once, I should say. And these are not recommendations for any buyer sells, just typical asset allocation uh, discussions. You should always consult with your advisor before purchasing or selling any securities. Now, the bottom line is, though, markets should remain volatile as long as growth is slowing and rates are climbing higher. Uh, there is an elevated risk that macro conditions could worsen over the next few quarters, depending on the direction of a host of variables that remain uncertain for the moment. We went over those last week. Yeah, we believe assets um, have already priced in some of the pain from higher rates and slower growth, given stock prices' attempts to discount the future. You know, as such, I'm a believer that investors should avoid becoming too defensive or skewing their portfolios materially away from longer-term strategic asset allocation targets, which are designed to weather multiple market and economic cycles. So. I would say with that public service announcement out of the way, here are a few portfolio strategies that may help um, weather economic downturns that you may want to consider. Sometimes you could tactically shift stock and bond positionings towards the U.S. The U.S. often acts as a port in the storm and provides 
you know, what I would say, for lack of a better term, relative stability when uncertainty is high or global growth conditions are slowing, as they are today. The U.S. is further along in its normalization process with interest rates than other parts of the world, and the downturn here at home may be less severe relative to Europe or the emerging markets, and the U.S. has a higher concentration of companies with more visible profit streams and secular drivers for growth. In addition, there is an expectation the U.S. could be one of the key areas to lead the world out of an economic downturn. So that's one. Second is to maintain a quality or slash income bias within the portfolio, focusing on investments that concentrate on stable growing profits even when economic activity is shrinking, can provide relative outperformance versus assets more materially impacted by a downturn. Notably, income generation tends to become a more prominent component of the return equation in low or negative return environments. Defensive sectors such as utilities and consumer staples offer solid dividend paying options as do financials, healthcare, and industrial sectors. Even technology can provide exposure to companies that are systematically paying and growing their dividends, although it may be off a very low base. But as always, investors, you need to be selective about the investments and the companies you choose in these spaces and could tie the quality and income themes together to help add a defensive posture while maintaining equity diversification. And speaking of diversification, don't count out value. A risk-based portfolio approach comprised of stocks, bonds, alternative investments, and cash often helps mitigate the slide stocks face in an economic downturn versus an all-stock portfolio. Unfortunately, this year, stocks and bonds both have come under pressure, reducing the diversification benefits of a simple 60-40 stock-to-bond portfolio. While this phenomenon is extremely rare in history, and we've covered that in previous shows, Declines across bonds have been less severe than equities this year. Also, alternative cash, alternatives in cash have helped add a layer of relief to a well-diversified portfolio. In sum, a diversified four-asset class portfolio has typically lost less than the overall stock market this year and reduced volatility. There's a belief this principle should hold true even if economic conditions worsen. Something to talk about also is high-quality bonds, and they're becoming more attractive longer term and remain a pillar of stability. The 10-year U.S. Treasury yield currently sits at some of its highest levels, dating back to 2011. That's 11 years ago. Today, investors can lock in yields on a 10-year U.S. Treasury above 3%, which many believe is an attractive yield for the risk-free portion of a portfolio, although the threat that rates may climb higher over the immediate term remains a risk to bond prices, high-quality investment grade and corporate bonds can help reduce volatility in other areas of the portfolio, such as equities, for example. You can also maintain a healthy allocation to alternative strategies. Sometimes a little flexibility can go a long way in helping a portfolio manage a downturn. Trusting good managers to make intelligent choices about allocating across assets, sectors, regions, and investment types allows a portion of your portfolio to be more responsive and dynamic in volatile, uncertain environment. Alternative strategies that have responded well to a rapidly changing environment this year include systemic trend funds, uh, those are sometimes called price momentum strategies, 
equity market neutral funds, multi-strategy funds, and non-traditional bond funds. The common thread among these strategies focuses on the manager's ability to respond more dynamically and more quickly to shifting macro and micro trends within the environment. And uh, there is a you know, history that the more latitude these managers have uh, with their responses, they can help we, you know, find ways to mitigate declines or take advantage of brief opportunities. Um, there's a belief that these strategies should be used in portfolios, um, especially when we're in a market of deteriorating vol- you know, fundamentals and perhaps even volatility. Now, the key is staying disciplined and opportunistically using downturns to your advantage, dollar cost average, and don't lose sight of your big picture investment goals. The market will eventually start to price in a day when the Fed is slowing rate hikes, stickier components of inflation are declining, and economic slash profit growth is on a stable and upward sloping trajectory. In the house view here, it's critical not to be capsize when the tide shifts and the boat suddenly moves in a new direction, which can quickly place investors on the wrong side of the ship if they're too defensive. The strategies described above should help investors avoid this scenario and be in a solid position to participate when the market shift occurs. This can allow time for investors to modestly readjust their positioning back to a more neutral or opportunistic stance, if appropriate, In the meantime, work with your financial advisors to incorporate some or all of these strategies that I've went over. You have the tools and resources to help you employ a dollar-cost averaging strategy and find ways to use economic downturns to your advantage, such as potentially tax-loss harvesting. Keep listening to Financial Fridays right here on this station, and we'll be back in 60 seconds after a word from our sponsors. When today is unpredictable... You need sound advice and strong support to help you stay focused on your long-term financial goals for tomorrow. Ameriprise has been guiding clients through challenging times for over 125 years. You can take comfort in working with an advisor who's backed by that strong experience and who's there to guide you with personalized, goal-based financial advice. Together, you and your Ameriprise advisor can plan your future while navigating your now. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Offices located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and uh, this is our financial planning segment of the show where we kind of dive into some financial planning uh, topics. And today we're going to take a little bit deeper dive on kind of what's going on with the U.S. consumer and what that may mean for you with your own financial planning. Now, uh, a few weeks ago, we did discuss in detail kind of where consumers stood through the end of May, and we have some more data on consumer, I guess, uh how healthy or unhealthy they are with regards to their borrowing patterns that have come out from the census the census bureau's household pulse survey uh these are thanks to our friends at BCA and that survey from the census bureau does highlight that the share of households using credit cards uh 
borrowings, and other forms of deferring payment has steadily increased since mid-2029. And this data corroborates or corroborates soaring credit card balances over the same period. That being said, the recent rise in consumer loans is unlikely to be a sign of distress among American consumers. First, as you've, uh, if you've been a long-time listener, you know uh, the BCA investment strategists have highlighted that the aggregate American consumer is in fairly good shape. If you recall, I think first-time home buyers had an average credit score in excess of 740 on their mortgage applications, which is very strong. Uh, and I think also credit card delinquencies were below about 1.5% through the end of May. The labor market is remarkably tight. And the all but lowest income cohorts of the labor sector still benefit from pandemic savings buffers. Household balance sheets are very robust thanks to the household deleveraging cycle that occurred since the great financial crisis. That is, people have paid down debt and not taken on more debt in general. Second, consumers have extensively paid down their credit card balances over the first year of the pandemic when they did get government assistance. A lot of them helped keep their jobs, and had nowhere to spend the money. The more recent rise in credit card borrowings therefore marks a normalization in credit card balances. Third, according to the New York Fed data, credit card loans account for under 10% of household debt balances. This share has remained relatively stable over time, providing no evidence of distress. One reason for maybe these higher card usages and balances may be the higher gasoline and grocery bills as they are likely the reasons behind the rise in credit card balances over the past 12 months, especially when strong fundamentals allow consumers to unlock unused credit capability. Going forward, easing inflationary pressure will support real wage growth and consumers' purchasing power and perhaps uh, less reliance on credit cards. The resilience in U.S. aggregate consumption is one of the reasons underpinning a lot of people's bullish view, perhaps, on the markets that they, the U.S. may be able to avert a recession. So, you know, that's one thing. And if you kind of could look at the numbers, what we know is, uh, you know, it's been a while since credit card borrowings have gone up, but still savings accounts, um, and being able to generate cash remain uh, relatively almost 50% above where credit card balances are um, over the last two years. So that, that's a positive note. Now, the question among financial planners is, will U.S. consumption patterns normalize? That is, when will we all get back to spending money like we normally did? Um, we're getting close, uh, but you know we are seeing some permanent decrease in services spending. The demand normalization away from goods, which have been subject to intense price pressures to services, is one of the factors that will contribute to lower overall inflation. So keep that in mind as the U.S. economy as a whole does transition more from goods to services. However, a case can be made that services spending may not return to its pre-pandemic trend. Some of the shifts in consumer trends that occurred during the pandemic may become permanent. Moreover, in some cases, for example, haircuts, lost spending on services cannot be made up in the future. 
That kind of was a joke, but you got to think about that. Therefore, pent-up demand for services may not be enough to offset any changes to consumer habits that result in permanently lower spending on services. As such, if good spending eventually reverts to the trend, but service spending remains below trend, overall spending will be left lower than before the pandemic. So if you are in the services industry as your means of income, you may want to make note of that. A category analysis carried out by our friends at BCA highlight that work from home and lasting aversion to COVID-19 are responsible for the services spending gap. They conclude that while the former factor is likely to be permanent, the latter will eventually wane over time. If you're working from home, you typically don't go out to lunch like you did uh, when you worked at the office. Our friends at BCA also point out that healthcare is the largest contributor to the services spending gap and that healthcare spending will normalize once COVID-19 aversion disappears. Moreover, even in the case of long-lasting changes to consumption patterns, declines in services spending are likely to be offset by increasing or increases in spending on substitute goods. This is the case of personal care and clothing services, another large consumer uh, contributor in the services spending gap. This implies that spending gap will continue to close, providing support for overall consumption and contribute to moderating inflation. However, the unwinding of supply-side dislocators arguably plays a larger role in moderating overall price pressures. And moreover, a deterioration in labor market conditions and a recession would jeopardize aggregate consumption. So if you're in the services business Keep in mind, your income may be reduced for a little bit longer than you think, and it does appear, even though we don't talk about it much, that uh, people's aversion to COVID-19 may be keeping them out of the economy and off the streets, as well as the working-from-home phenomenon um, is obviously something that uh, we're trying to overcome as well as an economy. if you read the Wall Street Journal last weekend, you do know there is a very, very strong uh, push out there from employers, everybody from Apple to Goldman Sachs, to get workers back in the office. And among those uh, behind this as well, you could even say, as they've said in the uh, journal article, was none other than Zoom. That's right. The maker of the Zoom meeting uh, is requiring some of their people to be in office. So um, if you're working from home, keep that in mind that there is a push uh, throughout the U.S. economy to get people back to work in all stripes, in all different businesses. But uh, if you're out there like us at the office every day, just go out, spend some money and help boost that aggregate services income. Keep listening to Financial Fridays right here on this station and we'll be back after a word from our sponsor. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer. Our pursuits become careers. And if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. 
Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and this is the email bag segment of the show where we listen to your questions and try to provide some financial advice for your questions of this week. One of the uh, questions that have come in, and please keep them coming to uh, william.a.watson at ampf.com, is a question about the old school dividend reinvestment plans. Now, these are plans that um, a lot of companies, but not all, did uh, initiate for uh, their shareholders where you could purchase stock directly through a transfer agent. Um, and that is somebody like a company, say, Computer Share, um, you know, EQ, Broadridge, for example, and set up a, uh, charge your bank account every month, buy shares, and when dividends were paid, it would automatically reinvest. Now, that all sounds well and good. And a lot of times these were set up as a way to try to avoid somewhat is uh, perceived to be uh, higher charges elsewhere, but uh, they have become a literal monster to unwrap in estate settlement situations. So um, if you've ever heard of the uh, great economist uh, Milton Freeman, you know you've heard the phrase, there's no such thing as a free lunch. So where these... Um, programs get you, so to speak, uh, it's kind of like the uh, IRS on, on tax-deferred savings, is eventually when you go to try to change ownership or liquidate the shares held at these transfer agents, uh, you might find literally exorbitant fees at almost usury rates. Uh, it's uh, There's been cases where sometimes they'll charge maybe up to 10 15% to liquidate positions. Um, they charge uh, very large sums to uh, generate a stock certificate. But most, most importantly, it is almost uh, impossible and can take a act of Congress to get set up to receive actual statements from them. And because you don't have physical s- certificates, most of the time in an estate settlement situation, especially if someone doesn't have a immediate next of kin, the only way to know that these assets even exist is when the 1099s come in. And even some of these companies have started to just put a note with their dividend payments every quarter. Keep this for your tax records. So even though these may appear to be a cost savings on the front end, on the back end, it is going to create a whopper of time and money expense for someone in your life. Uh, even in situations where you may still be alive and want to unwind these dividend reinvestment plans, the situations can become precarious given the fact that most likely a signature guarantee 
uh, with a medallion from a financial institution has to be uh, affixed to your paperwork and sent in in a very tight time window along with whatever instructions that you have provided. Now, you can imagine how tight these time windows can be if you're dealing with an estate settlement and have to get appointed by a court with powers of appointment in order to get this process moving as well. And never forget that even after you send the paperwork in, you are at the mercy of the transfer agent to proceed at whatever pace they uh, deem fit as certainly um, glaciers and snails can come to mind and there's not a lot of what I would call cheetahs working there, if you know what I mean. So what can you do? Well, if most uh, full service or even discount brokerages these days, you can set up the same type of pattern with a dividend reinvestment plan in either stocks and, and on general brokerage accounts, you can always ask your financial advisor to say, hey, I want dividends reinvested instead of going to cash. Uh, those shares are held electronically and can be moved with the ease of a keystroke uh, or just a phone call rather than putting yourself and your loved ones through the uh, task of laboring to find out uh, exactly everything they need to do to make things work in the world of the transfer agents. Uh, you know, So keep in mind that, that things that weren't done years ago at lower prices are done now practically uh, for the cost of zero. So those are things we definitely want to keep in mind when you're setting up any type of uh, investment plan. Secondarily, a lot of employers do also offer stock investment plans of employer stock through payroll, which makes the savings even easier. Now, buyer beware, many times these plans do have uh, short windows when you can sell and different rules that need to be followed once you separate service from the employer. But if you like the employer stock and you've worked with your financial advisor and deem that it's a uh, sound investment, you can certainly inquire with your HR department for any stock purchase plans through your employers. Keep those questions coming, and we'll be back same time, same station next week for Financial Fridays. This is WOMI Owensburg. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.